Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge that these episodes are hosted and recorded on the stolen lands of Nungnuak country, Canberra. I would like to acknowledge elders past, present, and emerging, and I would like to acknowledge the long-standing history of activism and advocacy here, and the fight and resistance against ongoing colonization. All activism and advocacy that occurs on the stolen land must center decolonization, always in solidarity, and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to The Labeler Podcast, the place where we take back the label gun and talk about the labels inside, why they're there, and how we feel about them. My name is Claire, I use they them pronouns, and I am your faithful host. This season, we are looking at the label of activist. In this episode, we are joined by Sepsi, an incredible Leo DJ who creates narratives through sets that only feature Black artists. In this episode, we talk about how DJing and activism work together, the power of community, and why we need more autonomous spaces. Oh, this episode does contain explicit language. Please listen and engage safely. So buckle up and let's get labeling. Get it off, why don't you stick it on? Why don't you rip it off? Where is this coming from? Labeler Podcast. Hello, welcome back to The Labeler. Today I have a very special guest. If you would like to introduce yourself, you know, name, pronouns, what you get up to, that whole jazz. Yeah. Hey, I'm Sepsi, also known as Naomi Sapiso, which is my actual name. <laughs> um, my pronouns are she, her, and at the moment I DJ around the place. Uh, I do poetry here and there as well. Um, but yeah, that's me. Uh, I love linking up with fellow creatives. Like, yeah, uh, it's cool stuff. Um, so the next two questions are questions that I've asked everybody. Um, and the first one is, what does activism mean to you? Activism mean to me. I've been trying to think about this one. Yeah. I'd say, um, to me, it just means like shaking up the status quo, like, <laughs> you know, just like the, the system that's been put in place. It's mm. like just, just a conscious like rebellion against that. To me, that's what an activist is right yes oh oh I like that a lot (laughs) it's rebellion yeah no 100% I I won't lie every time I hear status quo I always think of high school musical oh my god say I think that's why this whole generation is activists because of high school musicals (laughs) and that one track. hundred percent. Like, why couldn't he make creme brulee? Leave him the fuck alone. What an episode, honestly. Um, Where do you normally like find like what's when you think of activism? What spaces do you think of? I'd say like peak activist sepsi was definitely like the last two years of high school. Like. I was in like the whitest school ever, Um, which is just the story of my life. But Mm -hmm. at this point, I think I was just like, you know what? I'm not having it anymore. I'm not interested in reading To Kill a Mockingbird or whatever else white savior texts you have. Um, I'm going to do my own texts. Like, (sighs) I'm not going to put up with you guys thinking blackface is cool. I'm going to step up to the principal and ask her if she even knows what blackface, which I don't think she did. Um, like I was not having it at every, any any time anything came up. I did not sit there and be like, Ugh. I was like, no one has said anything. Mm. This school has existed for over a hundred years and no one's ever said anything. Are you kidding? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where I kind of like, I was just known for it. I was, mm. <laughs> I was, there's mm-hmm. so many stories of um, friends I have from outside of that school who like, we're just given a heads up before meeting me just to not say anything. And like, they're like, yeah, so like, Sensi's going to be at this party. <laughs> and then they came up to me and they're like, oh my God, like, <laughs> why do they say these things about you? And I'm like, 
probably because I've never met anyone who does before. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, but that's so real though. Hey, like that type of activism, like for some people looks like people being sensitive, quote unquote, or like, mm. you know, people quote unquote taking it too too hard. But like that's activism in itself, you know, mm. like like that's the subtle, but it isn't really subtle, like pushback against like ingrained ideas Mm. that you just are so used to thinking but have always been so like messed up and you shouldn't have been thinking yeah um yeah and like always feeling like you're almost like too radical all the time Mm. I don't know if you've like if you relate to that at all but I I feel like that a lot like Mm. especially when I'm interacting with people who try and get it but they only try and get it for the sake of me and not because of what I'm saying you know what I mean like it's only important because it's important to Claire Mm -hmm. but not because the issue itself Mm -hmm. is an important issue yeah yeah 100% I've encountered that so much and I'm just like I'm over it I'm like uh okay so I'm not gonna be your friend because what would the issue be like if I wasn't your friend so right. then I just drop them. I'm like, exactly. we're not friends anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> See how you do sure. with the issue now, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like a lot of like activism is about like surviving. It's mm. about like like one just getting to a point where you can survive, and then like the next point is hopefully then you can thrive. You know, because mm-hmm. it's so like it's always feeling like you're trying to reach zero as mm-hmm. opposed to reach like a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. True which activists do you look up to who are your favorite activists and why I think when I think about activism I just remember like I grew up watching this film highly recommend it's called Serafina um okay yeah it's about the youth movement that started in South Africa during the apartheid Mm -hmm. era Mm -hmm. and it's a musical so (laughs) I literally was watching that like as a small child it's very like visceral but Mm. to have that like in my upbringing as like this is something that happened it wasn't like I I think about I asked my parents about it once before I was like never at any point did you ever go this is a bit intense or like this is very violent for you (laughs) you're just like yeah that happened like in the country below us like in South Africa and these things still happen so I've never really been sheltered from from these things in the way that like black people have fought back so like that film for me is very like is like core like programming in terms of like being an activist and like my parents should have seen it coming that I was a six-year-old and that was my favorite film. Like, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they should not be surprised that I'm this individual right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but since then, like, especially during this um, high school time, I think right. I was consuming a lot of, like, Malcolm X. Um, he was my <gasps> favorite. Loved him. The Shakurs, like, amazing. Angela Davis. And I'm so gutted. Right. I'm so gutted. Like, when she came to Australia, so many of the homies in <gasps> Melbourne went over to, I think it was um Brisbane, to go see Angela <laughs> Davis. And I was here in Perth. <laughs> I was, like, on the other side of the country. I was like, <gasps> oh, ah! so, so close. Oh, my days. One day, right. one day. It's just my dream. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd <sighs> say, you know, the classic, the classic activist. But there's also, um, when you look closer to home, you'll find that almost almost every Black woman that anyone knows is an activist in, in her own yeah. way. So yeah, that's also, I guess... I guess where it comes from. A lot of my mm-hmm. um, my friends, I really learn a lot from my friends. I, I like, after having met more people, because mm. in high school it was just me, it was just the Malcolm X YouTube video archives. That's all I had to keep me going. <gasps> and, then, <laughs> and then as I got to uni, I met more people who were like-minded. And I was like, right. damn, I have so, so much to learn. Um, yes. So I definitely I don't really consume so much of like you know archival material and like United States material because we have our own mm. fight over here in Australia, um, yes. so called Australia. So mm-hmm. I I definitely try to just keep grounded here and listen to um, Indigenous people and what they have to say and what they require from us yep. as um, settler immigrants and allies. So yeah, mm. that's what I'd say. 
what you were saying before of like how much you learn from other people mm-hmm. like um I very much am like an individual but I also recognize that I am made up of like many lessons and like gifts of education mm-hmm. things that pe- my peers and like other like like leaders and like community members have gifted to me like it's really hard to not see myself as like slowly put together like puzzle mm, of a person 100% Where, right mm. like each piece is like something that I've learned from someone else who has learned from someone else mm-hmm. who has learned from someone else yeah yeah like that strength and like community and like connection in particular mm-hmm. like I have not been the same yeah I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like wild to go through that journey with other people Mm -hmm. when you're so used to having to do it yourself Mm -hmm. and like, but also used to like driving the car. Yeah. You know, and you're still learning how to drive that car. (laughs) (laughs) What does this thing do? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Let's just do it anyway. See what happens. (laughs) Right. You like meet up with other people who are like, actually, let me show you how like we drive this car Mm -hmm. and show you what it does. Like what you were saying too about um, place. So true. Mm -hmm. Like so much of what I've learned is like so US based. Mm -hmm. There is, I'm sure, a lot to say about that, mm-hmm. like how easily accessible that information is yeah. in comparison to information about here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like having to really switch gears and really put things in like their appropriate contexts. Yeah, it's it's really not as hard as people <laughs> like mm. think it is because it's almost it's the same thing that happened here. I think um, mm. the only difference is we're coming into an age where it's so cool to be black, but like that blackness is African-American blackness. And so like for, for in one way or another, like African-Americans are in the limelight. Like it, it doesn't right. matter how you're mm-hmm. consuming them. They're, they're like so visible at all times, like hyper visible. Mm. Um, mm. But we, you know, we don't give the same to indigenous people here. I think that's that's right. the only difference is like there's not a lack of information there's not a lack of right. people to to educate or who are willing to educate the history is there it's not even hidden Australian history is not mm. even as hidden as you'd you'd find in the Brits like with the Americas like it's so open it's just yeah. that everyone's so distracted <laughs> yes it's so distracted mm. and we just need to yeah. like sit down and and stop we just all need to grow up a little bit. Um, right. Yeah, that's my opinion. I was like this as well when I was younger and like trying to like starting really starting to like learn a lot of things. That idea of like, well, I'm just going to use my voice for like the voiceless. It's mm-hmm. like actually people have always had voices. You're choosing not to listen. Mm-hmm. Like it. it's so easy. Like it's so easy not to want to listen because that's like, you know, that's that's what the system wants you to do. Yeah. It doesn't want you to listen yeah. to like the realities of anything Mm -hmm. I guess like with all those like with the activists that you um were listening to growing up or the activists that you encounter today Mm -hmm. like do you see the qualities uh, that you love in your favorite activists within yourself and if you'd like to share what they are you are also free to do that (laughs) yes I, I'd like to think so. I think anyone would like right. to think so. I'm just trying to like identify or like name those qualities. I think maybe I don't really, I'm not someone who ever fears, uh, I wouldn't say consequences or repercussions, right. but I I don't really care how people perceive me. I don't fear people's mm. perceptions about me at, at any given time. And I think that's the the number one thing that really stops people from speaking up is like, are they going to think of news? And I fully embrace the angry black girl. I was like, if you want to see me that way, yeah, I'm angry. Maybe you should ask mm. yourself why you made me angry. <laughs> 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 like, you know, right? so if you want to see me as condescending, maybe there's something you feel like there's something that you're lacking that makes you feel like I'm speaking down to you. Maybe I'm actually educating you so we can be on the same level. Like there's so many ways in which like all all the little words that people like to throw at you to shut you up. When you flip them to someone, you're like, what makes you feel this way then? Is this something right. that like you actively working and doing something can change? Because right. I'll 
you know, 80% of the time it's not me. I'm just telling yeah. you something that makes you feel bad about yourself. Don't spin it on me. <laughs> like, so I think that's, that's the one major thing is at this point, I, I don't really fear people's projections. Like, you know, that's, that's on you. I'm not going to take that on. I'm not going to try to placate anything or anyone. If I've set the room on fire by speaking the truth, let it be on fire then. We'll see what happens afterwards. <laughs> like- Working through the fear of perception and gra- like almost like grabbing the hot potato of projection mm. and like chucking it to the side. Like that's, that's powerful to be able to do that because you're so used to like, being told that you will be one Mm. way and that's Mm. it and like any sort of um wriggle that you try and do is not tolerated Mm. and won't be tolerated and will actively be like stopped Mm. um i think yeah like people confuse Mm. canceling with accountability and it's not (laughs) it's yeah it's not it's just I don't, I don't understand the intention behind it. Like, okay, if someone has expressed, like, absolutely no desire to better themselves, um, mm. no compassion for others, no consideration for others, then, like, yeah, okay, fine. Mm. Um, mm. But to not give anyone a chance, especially people you don't even know, <laughs> I think yeah. um, the thing with the internet these days and these, like, Right, little echo chambers we all exist in is that we expect mm. everyone that exists to exist in the same way, and we're not we're not going right. to. There's a reason why every single individual is different, um, mm-hmm. and there are things that are not okay. But sometimes it's yep. like that's how it is. At the end of the day, that's how everything was designed: is for everyone to be different. People have different ways of seeing mm. things. There are different experiences mm. that color that. What it comes mm. down to at the end of the day is respect. That's that's mm. how I see things. It's like if people have mm. respect, if they have care and compassion for everyone else, that's all I'm really concerned about. Because we can't yeah. expect everyone to be spitting the same rhetoric at all times. It's just it's not realistic. Yeah. We're we're gonna be crying yeah. over everyone all the time for the rest mm. of our lives if that's what we want from people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've never really um, interacted with any cancel canceling people movements and stuff because I don't understand it. I'm like, yeah, we don't know this person. This person doesn't even yeah. know who you are at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And like, and that's the thing, right? Is like, like canceling as an mm. overall thing ultimately won't affect people the same like the way that you Mm. hope it does like white people aren't going to be affected Mm. by cancel culture because this like ultimately the system is designed Mm. for yeah (laughs) it's you know it's like people have like tried to cancel various really large um you know Mm. celebs or influencers or whoever who like engage in really like in racist Mm. behavior and like uh, other really like not okay behavior um mm. but they thrive and yet they thrive you know because the system is built for them uh, no matter the attempt to cancel or whatever like canceling is mm-hmm. not accountability they're not the same thing like yeah and it it really like it's true <laughs> yeah it's like what are you really asking yeah. for you know like um, and accountability looks so different in so mm. many different ways. Like, and even even in like activist work, right? Like, you have to learn to like, you have to learn to know that like, sometimes you like fuck up, yeah. And you have to you have to like own that stuff, and you have to like work better yeah. to like be better or whatever. No one knows you know? everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just we're just yeah. all trying to yeah. do the best we can. But I'm still mm. I'm still constantly mm-hmm. learning, like. There's, yes. there's no one that has yes. all the information about anything in, in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the, yeah, the quicker, yeah. like, everybody learns that and the quicker we can all come together with our little piece of the puzzle to try and see where we fit right. in, I think the sooner right. <laughs> the sooner we will achieve world peace. Like, <laughs> 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 it's 
it starts with yes, us knowing what yes. our little piece even says or has on it, and then we right. gotta go find where we fit in and just see mm. see what happens after that. When you think of your mm. puzzle piece, what do you imagine on your piece so far, or like what do you hope ends up on your puzzle piece? Mm. You know, I think like, that's that's everyone's big question of life. It is. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. This cycle I'm in right now is definitely this is my question mm. right now. It's like what what is on right. my puzzle piece? Um, I mm-hmm. think at least mine is very community focused. At the end of the day, whatever right. I do or however I do it, it, it always comes back to community as much as I want to like not run away from it but there's so many times um like when I came back um to Perth because of COVID I um I was Mm. running I'd founded and was running a black collective at uni Mel um in the student department and then I was like hey this is established let me like palm it off so I can do my own thing live my best life and then I did that and then I came and like walked straight into like my friend's organization here <laughs> and started doing the fundraising things. And like, like right. so many times I've been like, hmm, I'm not going to come to a meeting next week because I'm really just trying to like rest. And then like next yeah. Thursday I'm like, yes, I'm going to come to the meeting because I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I'm doing is just like, I'm like, oh, no, I just want to be selfish and, like, be a 22-year-old that mm. just does things for me. Mm. And then I'm, like, the wind is blowing me into, like, <laughs> various yeah. community organizations. Yeah. So I guess that's um, right. that's the very obvious, like, word on my puzzle piece. Um, and, like, trying to contribute to that however I can that is appropriate and like within my lane of contribution and within my like real like honest capacity because I think sometimes like people don't aren't honest Mm. with their capacity Mm. all the time of like maybe they're taking on too Mm. much or taking too little um thinking about it today of like you know like you're like oh like I'm only doing like two three projects Mm. I'm gonna say Mm. yes to these like five and then you're like wait how did I how it's true. It's true. <laughs> you like it's the story of my life. I think it's just like yeah, like yeah. you were saying before with that self-critical, like that talk is mm. always just like you're not doing, you're not doing mm. anything. Like <laughs> yes, like, I, oh. I deferred this semester, and then I was like, I'm not even doing anything. Like why am I like? And then I thought about it, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> oh maybe there's a reason why why everything is so overwhelming. yeah I'm doing everything <laughs> everything like, yeah yeah forgetting like, the state of mm. the world there's always that part you, you forget you it's always about like me 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 I'm not doing that and it's like but the world <laughs> but yeah but I always, I'm constantly having to remind myself I'm like but other 22 year olds what are they doing like you know a handful of like what are you like who are you actually comparing yourself to I guess like sometimes it doesn't feel like other like you know like not necessarily members of community but like the other people around you that you're trying to like be like hey Mm. like this is an issue like it doesn't feel like they're like putting Mm. in what they're meant to be putting in Mm. even though you may not know that so like you feel like you have to like yeah compensate for that sometimes too like you have to like put more work in because not enough other people outside your spaces that are already like Mm. tired Mm. are doing that work um yeah like and it's such a it's such an interesting space to be in and then on top of that yeah pandemic I'm constantly forgetting (laughs) that part I'm constantly forgetting that part yeah I think it's easy to forget in Perth when like it's just Mm. I don't even know. I I feel like we're we're on another dimension in this place. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that like just to have like I've had a couple of pep talks the last few weeks. It was like, you know, we are in a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. There are so many, and yes. especially with how we consume and consume, we're always on the internet. There's so many things that we don't realize are like draining our energy and that we're being influenced by 
that are affecting us and then we just don't mm. we don't credit all those things we just it's always like me i'm not doing this so and so said that mm. i'm not doing it and it's like <sighs> what about all the other things you're not like <laughs> you're not picking up on that's it that's it hey like yeah, it's always such a push and pull, you know, like, are you doing mm. enough? Are you not doing enough? Mm. Will you ever do enough? Mm. Like, to whose standard, you know, like, even that, like, to whose, like, level are you trying to, like, receive mm. justification for or receive, like, you know, mm. that sort of thing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, like, it's so hard to um, find mm. the balance in all of that, I find, like, to want to be like, hey, I actually can't do this. Um, or like, I mm. need to take like a day or like, um, I can do this yeah. work, like give me, the- you know what I mean? Like finding all that balance is so tricky. It's like the other day, like a friend told me it was, they were like, oh, like, don't worry. I like totally understand. You're mm. always really, really busy. And I like had this, like, I felt like I mm. ran into a wall where I was like, how mm. did I become that person? Like my, I am my worst. You, you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. I did a hundred percent. I did. I a hundred percent did. Like, and I was like reflecting on that so hard the past couple of days of like, there's no one else. It's very empty. Oh man! Oh my god! (laughs) I know. Like earlier, you mentioned um, a fundraiser that you had, and at the beginning, you like talked about um, some of the like things you get up to. um, And one of them, like one way that I know Mm -hmm. you is through your DJing. What do you love about DJing and making music and the other creative, like you know, avenues that you are a part of? DJ, I I froth it. I'm loving DJing at the moment. And I'm glad I have a yes. hobby that I love once again. Like, yes, <laughs> um, hopefully uh-huh, it lasts. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> that's a move. There's always, there's always a phase. Um, I think I, I've always been big on music. That's kind of how I got into DJ. Is I just had like, mm-hmm. I I think I got to a point where I had about seventy playlists, all about like more than two hours long. And I was like, maybe I should do something oh, with this. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's yes. how I, I like got into DJing, went to some workshops and stuff. Um, but like Sick. my thing as a DJ is that I only play black music um, and mm. preferably, but, you know, hardly ever um, for black people. <laughs> Can't, you can't have everything at all times. Yes. But. <laughs> no, nope, apparently not. But the times when you do, they're heaven. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I love playing music that is influenced by what we all grew up with. And, like, you see mm. everyone who's had similar upbringing to you just be like, oh, my God. Or, like, knowing the music that no one else knows. And they're hyping you right. up because. They're like, I only ever mm-hmm. hear this like when I play music in the shower. Like, you know, no one ever plays this outside of my house, like outside of my Spotify. <laughs> so, um, that's that's what I love the oh, most wow. about like DJing for Black people um, is that we we haven't gotten that validation anywhere else. Like, um, I right. I rarely ever DJ or like I just I don't DJ hip hop and R and B because I feel like that's kind of it's a bit oversaturated and I also don't listen to that music side very much um Mm. I only play what I listen to (laughs) and I only listen to what I play yeah um and and that's how I do it so like there's never any question about the love of music I guess when I'm DJing because I think it's obvious that like if I'm playing a song that I don't even like you can you can tell <laughs> like it's mm. terribly mixed in because right. I'm hesitating because I was like actually should I play this you know, <laughs> all those things um right but I also for me like I can't separate being an activist from anything so I definitely have um come come home and try to shake it up a bit <laughs> you know I'm like why is it that the only the only parties where black music is played are run by white people or, you know, why, why is that happening? Let's talk about that. Um, and, and if they're run by black people, why is it that the room is full of white people? 
And um, why is it that you're charging us to come to these parties and then you're not doing anything to, like, teach us how to do these things or you're not willing to have these conversations candidly with us yeah you know leave your ego at the door when we when we want to ask you about these things and so yeah I kind of had yep. to shied away from that <laughs> um when I came mm, home and mm. um I've just been given the opportunity recently to um throw my own parties and I've decided <laughs> um they're called Waza and I decided that the only DJs that are going to play are going to be black women non-binary folk and yep. um queer people yeah so black black being encompassing of indigenous folk as well mm. so yeah i'm like hey i don't think this has ever happened here <laughs> so yeah and then um, uh, you know it's it's really common in melbourne but we brought in the tiered ticketing as well which i think um no one yeah. has come up to me directly about it but i think it has spurred up some uh conversations why why should black people pay less than everyone else because it's our party and our music what 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 yeah <laughs> the for you you know what i mean like why like yeah. no one's asking why it's free for indigenous people because i think everyone they're not even understanding they should ask to understand but the, it's yeah. not that they're not asking because they understand i feel like they're not asking because they're fearful of being like called out yes um called out no one asked about mm. that but they definitely asked about why uh queer and black people paid five dollars and everyone else had to play pay ten dollars <laughs> it's like you know you're welcome to come have a conversation but if if you're scared about what the answer will be yeah. then maybe just don't come despite all of that and despite the uh the way things tend tend to have happened here i think it's just mostly always a case of like no one has just stood up and said what the hell? Why, why isn't it? Because, right. like, it was a pretty good turnout mm. for the first one. And it was, you know, it was very last minute. All these things, I'm like, okay, so that's not the issue. Like, this this occurring is not the issue. The issue is that no one's just gone and done it. <laughs> like, I hope we can take over this summer and, the, and that more of our folk can, can yeah, get oh. inspired. Yes that is in i like no joke i like got the chills (laughs) through my body as you were like describing that event because it sounds incredible like i am i am an advocate for autonomous spaces whether they include me and whether they don't fucking include me at all i i am all Mm -hmm. about autonomous spaces it, it always sucks seeing events that are like meant for marginalized communities mm. get swallowed by the people that you're mm. trying to avoid at those events. <laughs> White cis hats, like that's that is that's an at, like that's an at, you know, like that. I don't, I don't want to see, like you know, I uh, really great that you know uh, they're not. Uh, racist or homophobic Mm. or transphobic or ableist or whatever i don't want to see (laughs) stacy at my event you can leave you can leave chat at home (laughs) we did one a few months ago we we had the opportunity to do one a few months ago and this conversation came up and there were a lot more perth creators it was it was um australian new zealander creatives like those of us Mm. in perth brought it up and I think, because uh, this place is so small, this scene is so small, people listen to it and they go, you're talking right. about me because I went to that party. And then, you know, they they call their enablers from our community and they're like, can you believe that? Do you really think this about me? And then their <laughs> enablers call us and they're like, you're hampering my business relationships. Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> you're hampering Ah, so like you're hampering the community, my guy. Who cares about your like, business? Don't give you business. We're out here trying to support honestly, each other, and yeah. you're going and looking for support elsewhere. Right. How long is that support gonna last? Exactly. Like, are they gonna no. help you buy what your chinos? You I don't yeah, think so. Think like, what what would have happened then? You got no business. What are you gonna do? Come back to us, black <laughs> women, to support you? Crying. Shut up. 
And that really, <laughs> Honestly. It's such an issue here. It's such a big issue where I think the, the problem that we have is not enough. Like something that I was very inspired by in, in Melbourne was um, just how tight the black mm. community is. So tight. Mm. I just, I don't even know how to put it into mm. words. I was just always so in awe, like, there's yeah. no insecurity. There's no, like, I came in as someone who I'd always be the only one at parties, like, hi, I'm Sepsi. I just moved to right. And, like, everyone, <laughs> everyone is so friendly and accepting. And, and there's just such a level of, like, yeah. here it's just not as tight-knit. It's tight-knit in little, little right. cliques everywhere. It's not just the Black community. It's all the communities. Um, mm, but I mm-hmm. think people just need to get over themselves. <laughs> they need to get over being threatened by other people. They need to be like, we need to think about yeah. the bigger picture and see what we can do as a community. You know, if we want to use yep. this COVID yeah, yeah. time as an example, look at what happened when we listened to Mark McGowan. Mm. Mark McGowan said, no one who's, who's not Western Australian is not coming in. We were like, yeah, the bigger picture. And then it comes to, like, going out <laughs> into the city, into our, like, two blocks <gasps> of the city, and we and we can't come together and go, yeah, West Australians. We can't even do that. <laughs> Everyone's looking for their, oh, you know, little codependent relationships. That's not going to take you anywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really... <laughs> For sure. It's like at the end of the day, it's like you Mm. you can like look out for yourself, right? You can look out for yourself Mm. as your own person if you want to. If that is where your path is taking you, take the path. But it's like ultimately, even if you went down that path, that path Mm -hmm. is coming from somewhere Mm. else. Like it is a part of something, you know, like and it's like people like... it's like you don't understand how powerful coming together and community can be yeah. and let, until you see yeah. it and until you experience it. Like, community is mm-hmm. unbelievable. It is. You know? like It's so, like... Whatever that... <laughs> you know, all yeah. those... Um, well, I was, like, a Tumblr kid growing up. So, you know, all... <laughs> You know, there's like, yeah, oh, yep. Kind of age, like, <laughs> we are immortal. Like, we're going to live forever. Like, that kind of tone. When you encounter community, you realize where this, like, phenomena came from. Because you are with those things. You're like, yes. we are invincible <laughs> when we are together. Like, <laughs> we need to feel like that all the time. That's how we're supposed to be. Like, Truly. Like, we are such a Truly. unique phenomena as humans on planet Earth in this entire universe. And we're walking around not even realizing that. No, but I hear it. I, like, totally hear it and I totally feel it. Like, I, I it just, it boggles my mind when, like, like, I, and I totally also under, I can, like, understand nor, but I don't agree with, like, wanting to, like, Mm. trying to like self-serving sort of thing because like at the end of the day Mm. when shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. and you can't self-serve anymore who is going to be there for you and it's and that's the thing it's like in in this sort of work it's like do it for your for like the safety of yourself and you do it for like the safety Mm. of yeah like your own survival right but ultimately, you're also doing it for people mm. before you, for people with mm. you, and for the people to come after you. Like, it's so it's true. unavoidable. It's you true. Know? Like, I know. <laughs> like you were saying, it, like, took, it takes one person to, like, maybe twist the cog in the mm. clock a little bit differently. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, in the moment of time, everyone's mm. like, ah, a different cog. Like, and they're like, ah, panic because they, they don't know what it's like. They've never tried it mm. before, so they wouldn't know what things are like. But they also refuse to put the mm. trust in the person shaking things up. And then it's it, true. It, it could be for the better. Get with it. Get with it. But no, I definitely, as much as I'm talking shit, I have been supported. Like, I definitely (laughs) pretend that I'm not. Um, I think it's just like, it's that issue as well of of putting things into perspective that I'm trying to work on where it's easy to be like, 
These are the things that are not happening. These are the people that are not getting with it. But on the flip mm. side of that, um, it's definitely like affirming to see the folks that are getting with it that are there to support and that are there to like, like even down to the mm-hmm. smallest thing where like I'll call um, my friend, she runs Soul Alphabet. So they're the organization that was doing the fundraisers um, for DJ workshops for black and right. brown people. And I'll I'll call her and I'm like, should I should I throw the party on a Wednesday or a Sunday? Like, <laughs> like it makes any difference. But you know, to have someone like that who who's always just like, I think if you threw it on the Wednesday, it would be like this, and if you threw it on the Sunday, it would be like this. <laughs> you know, so I've, I've definitely I've definitely yes. had that. Um, but I also think like that other perspective of like, but it could be like this is what's like spurring us on and our little community on. Um, And Mm. I think that's what's making us just really ignore the haters. Not that there are any, Um, (laughs) but to just be like, Mm. you know, whatever blowback, you know, will, will come up, whatever. (laughs) Like there's, there's a whole goal that. um, Yeah our community has and we're gonna we're gonna go for it melbourne still doesn't have that you know like it doesn't like it has Mm. like like little parties here and there but Mm. you really have to be i feel like you have to be in the community to know whenever they are but like queer spaces Mm. so white and so annoying (laughs) so white and so annoying and like you get little pockets of like pock centered events but they're yeah. always centered yeah. and they're yeah. never just for you know what I mean like it's always um it's uh, yeah yes oh my god like I am who do you think That's I am okay. I have such an issue with that I like it's any any like mainstream queer Melbourne event is always just it always mm. feels like settling mm. because there isn't anything it's true better. It's always that like it's always like and I I was like talking to some friends about this of like whenever we go to events that we feel affirmed and safe and like held as mm-hmm. like not just queer folk but like queer people of color mm-hmm. they're always like they're like fundraisers you know like they're they're, they're like yeah. other types of events they're not parties because like the best mm-hmm. times are like those small intimate yeah. parties because like you know who's going to be there da 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 yeah. But it could be big parties. It's just, I think it's, like, similar mm. where, like, no one, or people have tried and it's, like, mm-hmm. like there have been other barriers yeah. that get put in yeah. put in place that stop that. Uh, you know, I, like, think yeah. of, like, how much I miss, like, those spaces of, like, of that, like, of affirmation, of that, mm. like, safety, of that, like, shared knowledge mm. that we know 100%. what the fuck yeah. is up. It's true. You know? I think it definitely is a yeah. unique opportunity here mm-hmm. where, um, especially with, like, mm. the fact that we are trapped in our own bubble, space isn't been taken up by, you know, promoters who are flying people in and no, no, no. So everyone who's from here has really had a chance um, these last few months to just, like, just come into their own like right. wow like venues are actually offering up yes because you know they have that they have the space now um so that's just giving mm. us an opportunity to really just get that foothold um so yeah there's there's very yes I, well, the, I don't think the barriers are as intense as they would be in a place like melbourne where everything is so mm. um secure but at the same time it's not even that secure because there's always this like force of gentrification like breathing down everyone's neck of like right are you done right are you you done with this can i have it now i'll I'll, I'll pay double what you pay like (laughs) it's just always there (laughs) um that hasn't i haven't really kick off Mm -hmm. here but that's also because this place is so organized in the way it was colonized that there is there's mm. no need for all right. of that to happen it's already happened um so what's yeah we, we're right. just kind of having to push back now all right so I've you've already kind of touched on this question um but I I wanted to ask especially like the second half of it mm-hmm. um do you see DJing and activism working together often um, and how important is it for music to engage in activism? 
Yeah, okay. I think I do, not as often as it could. And I think it's always, it's always the communities that are affected that are the ones that have to go and right, like find their DJ friends and throw right. the parties and do those things. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think that's also another conversation about positionality and people's right. awkwardness around that. Um, mm. But I think it is important um, for music to engage in activism because that's like. For me and how I see it, music is is a universal language, as cliche mm, as it is. Mm, um, mm. Everyone listens to music in one way or another. Um, people love to dance. I always, I always think about like just how weird these things are. You know, mm. as humans, we have this desire every Friday and Saturday. To go to a room other than our <gasps> own room. Yes. With people we don't know. Yes. To listen to music we've never heard before. And then to just do this. Strangers and dance. Yes. Mm. And like even the act of dancing to me is just so weird. Like the more I think about it, the weirder, weirder it gets. Yep. But, <laughs> but the fact that this is something that is so natural. That happens mm. in every culture. Every single culture. I don't think there's any that doesn't have a form of music and a form of dance mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if if there's any way to go about doing something surely to use the most natural and common mm, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think um, even before this time it wasn't just like I don't think dancing and congregating and playing music was about getting right. lit. <laughs> I think, um, you know, if we look at Indigenous mm. cultures as well, that's the storytelling. Mm. Like, so so much history and stories are in that. Um, and the music, like, I think of a lot of African cultures, the songs that are sung and all of that, those are stories that are, like, passed right. down and down. Um so why don't we keep right. doing that <laughs> in our own in our own little ways? Um, we should we should become uh, conscious about what we're consuming. Yeah, and even um, as a DJ, I try to be very. Um, I think I am pretty sensitive to um, music and the content in music, so I try not to play things that I don't agree with. Mm. Um, but then there are also tracks that are like big bops. And I'm like, I'm going to reclaim this because mm. I think I was having a conversation with someone. I was like, is it weird if I like call myself a feminist and all these things? And then I play like the baby and Meg this <laughs> and, and then someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, you know, but it, it could also just be you reclaiming mm. that for yourself. Like you're not a victim in these right. things. Like you're going to play that music yeah. and yeah, you're going to twerk mm. to it. That's mm-hmm. fine. You're reclaiming that as well. Like, you're not a victim in that narrative. Yeah. Um, so I think all of those things, if we're looking at activism mm. itself, I think, yeah, I think it is important to, as a DJ, be conscious about what you are playing for people and the message. And, you know, there are people who, with the real art of DJing, will have a narrative from start to end throughout the whole set. Some people, the narrative is just right. vibes. Like, yeah. <laughs> my narrative is like, we're just traveling around Africa mm. right now. Maybe we'll catch a flight to London, come back to Nigeria. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, my, that's, that's me with, with how I play and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it is important. We need to norm- normalize it a bit more. And we need to start mm. being conscious as DJs as well about the message um, and the intention we have with what we're playing. Yeah. I think that's such an important thing, like intention in any sort of way that you interact with anything, but like, I guess in particular for this, like activism, like Mm. you need to know Mm. where you're coming from and what you're wanting to bring because Mm -hmm. like energy is so real. It's like such a visceral thing that Mm -hmm. like, when you think about like, if you don't have the intentions or you're not being honest with your intention and you enter these spaces and you like bring your energy into this other energy and it like doesn't match like people feel that Mm. like Mm -hmm. like you may not know it but other people do (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly it's it's like people can like 
Um, I think even like especially in these spaces where you know like we are like in these congregating spaces where we come together mm. and we're like sharing things with each other whether whether it's like the movement or whether it's like the music it's like you're bringing something here even if you're not aware of it you are mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. what you bring can really f like fuck shit up or like fuck shit mm -hmm. up you know like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like you either you're either like being uh conscious of like the like music that you play and like the people that you like mm. are consciously bringing into that space even though they're not there right like this artist is not there but like you you have an intention mm. for that mm. and like there's a reason why you've put them in a list um mm. like no shout out to anyone who is like still like playing chris brown at parties <laughs> <laughs> I just, if I walk in the club and I hear Chris Brown, I'm walking straight, straight out. out. Straight yeah, out. Yeah, stop. This is this is a message for the audience. Stop playing Chris Brown. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> Let him go. Oh my days. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Um, I think there's also like another thing. Like people, um, people always think DJing is so easy just because they can make a Spotify playlist. And I'm like, there's so many things that you think about. <laughs> there's so many things you got to think about in order to do that. And like, you can, you know, every DJ has their identity because you can see the ways in which they like their process and how they thought about it mm. to come up and then play for an hour. It's like what they play, how they play it, in the order they play it, like what effects they use, like who they're shouting out like that tells you so much about the work that someone is putting Ooh, yeah and like people just think you're pressing buttons I love the favorite thing about um we started the workshops um that we were fundraising for and after the first <laughs> class everyone's like oh so it's not <laughs> as easy as I thought and I was like yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> all these times people are like why aren't you DJ why don't you just bring your decks I'm like because I came to hang out are you paying me like <laughs> that feels like such the equivalent of like if you draw and you like tell someone that you draw and they're like mm. can you like draw me and it's like that wallet doesn't look open to me yeah. like, do you want my Venmo like do you want my PayPal how do you Honestly. how do you like to pay for things you know like oh my god so true I'll send you an invoice yes. like. <laughs> what's your details like give me your details <laughs> oh that's too real yeah like oh oh that is like a whole other conversation about the way that people take like creativity for granted it mm. and always expect it like for free and it's like mm. excuse me <laughs> do you do you? I, I have no words. I have no words at all for That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, in in like people should engage in activism and music, right? Like trying to like bring those mm. two spaces together because they also mm. like naturally exist with each other. Like people have made um, music that has like with really powerful and important messages. Mm. Um. And I guess, like, what are the lines between, like, activism and DJing? Like, are there, do those lines exist? Can those lines, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, and I guess, like, this question could be answered differently depending on who is answering it. Yeah, um, 100%. Because I'd say for myself, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I don't think there's a line between activism and anything I do. Mm. Because, um. I think also because of the, the spaces I occupy right. and just the, the nature of who I am. Right. But uh, the lines between, for me, no. A black woman doing anything in front of anybody to me is activist in itself. Right. I don't have to be like spitting critical race theory for it to be activism. I don't even have to be playing like Fela Kuti or any of those activists for my DJ to be activism. I can be playing Meg the Stallion and to me that's still activism. <laughs> Cardi B, wow. <laughs> I can still be playing all that. Um, I think like 
for me taking up any sort of space mm. is is activism like I'll go out and I'll go out with the intention of dancing and I'm going to I'm going to turn around and tell someone to stop bumping into me because this is my space and I'm here to dance go talk outside stop drunkenly bumping into me you know like I don't really I don't play with any of that. Like, no. I've never had any any of those issues because I will stand my ground and be like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm existing. So anything to do with, with me, you know, just just doing me is, is activism. So I can't draw any lines between that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I can't. Because there's, there's also so many things of like, I think when I was first starting out, the way, first of all, people don't take um, a lot of creativity seriously. Mm. And then how easy people think DJing is like, because I said, you know, they're all, everyone's an aux chord DJ. Um, and then you say you're a DJ. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then, you know, as I've improved, of course, I was trash when I started because everyone is. But as I've improved, just like, you know how you see when people compliment you, but the compliment is a surprise instead of an actual, like, compliment? Wow, you were really good. Yeah, that's why I get books, bro. That's why people are paying me. Like, <laughs> do you think people would pay me to be trash? Like, you know, things like that. That is just like so backhanded. It's so backhanded. <laughs> it is, but to me, that like activism is isn't always about um, race for me. It's not always right. about being a woman. It's mm. about just like asserting myself, right? Because I I don't do anything that I'm not good at. I'm known for that. I'm not. If I'm bad at something, I'm never gonna do it again. Yeah. Um. If I'm going to, I'm not going to go out to prove everyone wrong, but if I prove everyone wrong as a bonus, that's my activism done for the day. Like, yeah, you can think what you want because a lot of the times those thoughts are informed by a lot of other things that you don't even want to, you know, let's not touch that. Mm. So when someone comes up to me with that energy, I'm like, I could read you right now, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take my free drink token and go get myself a drink. <laughs> Enjoy your night. <laughs> oh no, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it you know, again, it's like that um this the other tweet that I like had that had been that had been floating around of like within a system or within a space that like Mm. actively doesn't want you to be anything more than just a body if that Mm. literally Mm. like existence is resistance and existence Mm. is like you know which is like fucked up right but it's like Mm. yeah like the existence and like the thrive when you get to a place where Mm. you're fucking like living your life yeah that is the two middle fingers to the sky Mm, of like yeah like here i am and what Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like like, go use a bath people get so bitter yeah oh it's always interesting to see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's always the ones you don't expect (laughs) (gasps) every time that's that's been the lesson of this year it's always the ones you don't expect yes i agree i um, I think I like had spoken about this somewhere else, like on another podcast of like, uh, I think I was like, ask a question of like, how do you know, you know, mm. like, kind of like that. Uh, and I was like, not wanting to really call someone out, you know, or like call mm. people out or like the type of people but like, people who ugh, I, I even watched a TikTok on this recently, mm. people who like say that they're woke are the hardest to wake up. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> ain't that the truth (laughs) (laughs) every fucking like you know white hipster Mm. like Birkenstock wearing chino short wearing (laughs) crumpled button down collared shirt long hair thin mustache (laughs) black rim glasses tote wearing dude called chain or something I don't know (laughs) 
it's like like I like I know everyone who knows knows you know like if you know you know exactly who I'm talking about and like you'll see them on like events out and they're like a plus one of like someone else you know like Mm -hmm. who is just like oh yeah like I'm with it I'm like with what (laughs) because you're you're not gonna be with me or any of the people that I know (laughs) yeah you can be Uh... with wall and stand over there (laughs) (laughs) oh man I definitely have been in that energy of like I'm not interested in getting trapped in those conversations anymore no more please at all no no (laughs) so yeah I I feel like I have um been spoiled lately by Mm. just being surrounded by my people at all yes 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 100% even if it's a really white gig I'm like I've always got I've always got my hype woman with me (laughs) yes you know if if someone's stepping up to us I'm like let's go over there yeah (laughs) Like, I'm not going to get trapped alone anymore. I'm not doing no that. No more. Yeah, that's that's a mood. Mm. Do your favorite musical artists engage with activism through their music or in general? And who are they? Um, if you want to share. Because mm. I actually, I don't check this as much. I feel like um, I don't spend as much time looking at black people to see what they're doing Mm. for black people yep i'm just happy to see black people yep who like you know want to make tracks about other black people and have Mm. black women in their music videos those Mm. are the only kind of to me that's as far as i look yep um other black people loving their stuff yeah does my mom bop her head to it when i'm practicing cool if she does, then I'm going to play it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of that, um, if I was to look at activists, it would probably be the old school, like, fella Cootie. His sons are still going. His sons are still um, massive in terms of, like, right now there's the NSARS movement going on in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And his sons are being very vocal about it, yeah. which is great to see. Mm-hmm. You know, they're carrying on that legacy. Um but other than that, yeah, sorry to say, <laughs> I no. don't, yeah, it's not something that I, I, um, I sit and kind of think about in terms yeah. of the, the artists that I'm playing. I don't, I don't see the point of like pointing fingers and dividing our community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that is fair play like, mm. I think that's like something that I also see that I've been seeing a lot of is like it on TikTok I'm very active on that space um, <laughs> I'm gonna find you on TikTok <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> um, but yeah I think that's something that um, you know when I think of like call out culture or the way that the internet in particular can be really like um, helpful but also unhelpful mm. in the space of activism TikTok is definitely, like, a a site that I think of because of, like, the way that people will, like, harass, essentially, Mm. harass, like, Black creators or other, like, people of color Mm. creators, um, asking them on what they think of, like, XYZ, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need to spend less time asking other people what they think about things and trust Mm. our own trust yourself are you not educated go educate yourself google is free there's so Mm. much for free like formulate your own thoughts and don't be so swayed by other people and if you're gonna have a you know an opinion on something say it with your chest don't be scared Mm. (laughs) you know because (laughs) if if anything it's another opportunity to learn not everyone's gonna be right but yeah as long as you sat there and thought about something you're gonna be pretty close Mm -hmm, for sure but I guess like this the last question is another one that I ask everyone um for like wrapping things up is are you an activist do you would you call yourself an activist um I can see how I would be called one but Mm. I I try not to call myself anything (laughs) right I feel like it's very easy to um to define things as one thing and then trap yourself in that forever. Um, mm. So, yeah, 
that's that's my personal answer. Is I can see, yes, and you know, of course, we've been talking about it. I can see all the ways in which I I am activist, but would I call myself an activist? I don't like to call myself anything but my own name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess before we wrap up, where can people find you or the work that you do? Give us the plugs. plugs. And also, you know, you we you know that we're gonna have these on the website and on Insta for everyone to find. So plug away. Yeah, my Insta is uh at Sepse. So Seps S E P S double A Y. Say, um, and that's the same as well. You'd find me on Mixcloud. You can find a few of my mixes on there. It's the same name, and that's also um, my DJ alias. But yeah, you can just call me Sepsi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sepsi, for having these conversations with me. What a way to finish off the season of the Labeler. As always, let us know what you think over on our Instagram, voicefast.thedrum, for any links or people mentioned. Or to learn more about Sepsi in this episode, visit our website at thedrum.org.au forward slash the labeler podcast. I want to give the biggest thank you to all of our guests that have been part of the labeler Cora, Lucy, Lottie, and Sepsi. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your knowledge, insight, and discussions. I really have appreciated it so much. And thank you all to the listeners of the labeler for listening to these conversations and for your support. If there was a second season of The Labeler, what label should we talk about next? Let us know over on our Survey Monkey found on our website. And if you would like to be a guest, or if you know someone who would like to be part of The Labeler, message us over on our Instagram. Alrighty, friends, that's it for me for now. This has been The Labeler Podcast. I'm Claire, and I'll see you later, okay? Stay safe. Bye-bye for now. The Labeler Podcast is supported by the Frieza Grant Program, Drum and Street Services, and the Drum Youth Program. For more information, please visit thedrum.org.au forward slash the Labeler Podcast.